greetings of the day i ashima vij on behalf of aps mamoon once again welcomes you all at our podcast words birds episode 8 with the theme world environment day the environment is where we all meet where we all have a mutual interest it is the one thing all of us share so as we all know world environmental day is celebrated on june 5th every year and the theme of year 2021 is ecosystem restoration in all things of nature there is something of the marvelous in simple words the world environment day is a day celebrated to make people more accountable for the environmental damages they do It seeks to generate a sense of responsibility towards the environment in the people and the government as well. World Environment Day addresses the issues faced by every environmental factor: water, ocean, rivers, animals, plants, rain, global warming, climate change, glacier melts, and coral reefs, etc. It is my humble request to you all that you all must participate actively in the events in your own capacity wherever you are. Try to grow more trees, waste less, consume limited are a few points we can include in our daily habits to participate in a better environment. We can only ensure good health and long life to our future generations if we protect and preserve our environment. So, with this positivity, let us move to our first section, igniting the minds with Ms. Shivani Rana. माता भूमिय पुत्रोहम पृथ्वीय दिस श्लोका इज टेकन फ्रॉम अथर्व वेद विच मीन्स अर्थ इज माई मदर एंड आई एम हर चाइल्ड ग्रीटिंग्स ऑफ द डे आई एम शिवानी राणा आई एम गोइंग टू टेल अ स्टोरी ऑफ अ चाइल्ड हुज नेम इज ऋषि ऋषि लिव्स ऑन द टॉप फ्लोर ऑफ द बिल्डिंग ही इज एट ईयर्स ओल्ड अ चार्मिंग बॉय who loves two things more than anything in the world his pup neo and candies in fact he loves them so much that they both accompany him everywhere he goes one in his pocket and the other at his feet there is just one problem each time rishi eats a candy or a chocolate he doesn't bother looking for a dustbin to throw the wrapper into instead He just threw it on the ground. Definitely not a good habit. All his neighbors are tired of his habit of littering. Even the boys and girls who play on the pavement below are very angry because each time Rishi eats a candy, unwrap, unwrap, chomp, chomp, and out goes the wrapper through the balcony or window onto the pavement below. So they all put their heads together and decide to teach him a lesson. Next evening, the kids collect all the chocolate and candy wrappers from the pavement, 
dump them outside Rishi's door and away they run. Rishi will never find out who put these wrappers here. Chuckles one of the girls. Oh, but who is that? At the door sniffing at the wrappers. Why? It's Neo, Rishi's pup. What he is doing now? Oh, he is eating one of the wrappers. He will choke. He is choking. Someone help. There come Rishi and his father. They see Neo and rush off with him to the vet. They return home after an hour. The doctor managed to get the wrapper out of Neo's throat. Neo was saved. Rishi has learned his lesson. That which happened to Neo could happen to any dog or any animal. For that matter, he promised to be more careful in the future and never litter again. So dear children, we must join hands to save our beautiful planet as there is no other place in the universe so beautiful, so vibrant and so lively. चिड़िया मुझे हसाए रे बरखा मुझको भाए रे जग हरा भरा हो जाए रे आओ कुदरत को बचाए रे लेट अस बी मोर रिस्पॉन्सिबल जब तक है धरती पर हरियाली तब तक ही संभव है खुशहाली लेट अस प्लेज टू वर्क हार्ड इन मेकिंग अर्थ ग्रीनर एंड हेल्थियर प्लेस टू लिव पेड़ ही पेड़ लगाते चलो धरती को स्वर्ग बनाते चलो When we heal the earth, we heal ourselves. आओ हम सब मिलकर पर्यावरण बचाएं, धरती पर सभी का जीवन सुरक्षित बनाएं. Let's nurture the nature so that we can have a better future. So dear children, plant more trees, nurture them and let them grow. Mother Earth has a place for all of us in her heart. Let's go exist and let nature regain its glow. Thank you. The earth will not continue to offer its harvest except with faithful stewardship. We cannot say we love the land and then take steps to destroy it for use by future generations. So true are these words by John Paul too. With this, let us move to our next section, School Flyers with Miss Harpreet Kaur. Let's nurture the nature so that we can have a better future. On 5th June 2021, World Environment Day was celebrated under the theme Ecosystem Restoration and Pakistan was the global host for this day. The nationwide lockdown due to coronavirus outbreak has done wonders for nature and it has helped in healing the environment. There is a curious naturalist in every child so the students of aps mamun contributed their bit towards the protection of environment
Dipti, Adwait, Sanya. From 10D, Komal, Ankita. From 10C, Yuvrajana, Ashwini, Pallavi. From 10th B, they recycle and reuse the waste and old items. So kudos to all the children for showing their love towards flora and fauna of Mother Earth. Now some good news for everyone. Our school's infrastructure is being enhanced. The science park is getting refurbished with new open air gadgets like hydroelectric power plant, solar radio and many more things. The composite lab is also getting updated with the latest technology as 119 new teaching aids are being added. It is to bring to everyone's knowledge that soft skills team of our school is conducting the workshop on emotional intelligence every Friday for classes 10 to 12 along with all the faculty members of our school and after the completion of the workshop the certificates will be provided to each and every participant dear learners national program on technology enhanced learning NPTEL has organized an online course namely remedial instructions for primary school children with specific learning difficulty this course is for teachers and the course duration is of seven weeks so happy learning in coming week on 14th june 2021 our school is going to organize fit india quiz for classes 1 to 12. quiz will be in the form of google forms and interested students can take part and selected students will take part in state level quiz competition that is going to be on 21st june the questions will be related to history of indian sports yoga traditional sports and games famous sports personalities olympic games commonwealth games asian games kelo india games and other different types of sports this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for all the students so students get going as it is said when the going gets tough the tough get going thank you to all Sand is the most significant material in the world. It is the groundwork for virtually everything in the modern life. Homes we live in 
and the roads where we drive on are made up of sand. Sand enables the modern life, but now it is running out and its mining is destroying the environment. Award-winning author Vince Beiser has written an illuminating book on sand, that is, the world in a grain. And here we have Akriti of Plus One with us, who is going to review this book. Greetings of the day. Today, I, Akriti Jamwal of Class 11th, am going to review a book that is The World in a Grain by Vince Beiser. It is a great read for environmentalists. I hope you will like it. Sand is the most significant material in the world. You may think sand is the most ordinary substance, useful for recreational spots like beaches. But in fact, it's necessary for the greater part of the world most people live in today. If you consider how you live and work on an average day, much of what you do relies on sand. Sand makes 21st century life possible but has become scarce and people pursue it fiercely. The invention of concrete fundamentally changed human life as much as fire and electricity did. People make concrete by combining sand, gravel, cement and water with sand and gravel as the dominant ingredients. The result drives into hard stone-like substance. Concrete has all the weaknesses and limitations of stones, but when iron and steel reinforce it, it offers a variety of uses. Reinforced concrete helped the people of the 20th century realize their ambitions. It made the construction of the Panama Canal feasible, changing shipping routes for the entire world. Asphalt and concrete changed the way Americans move from place to place. The United States today organizes around a vast network of interconnected paved highways and roads. In the early 20th century, few roads connected cities, and those that did were mostly unpaved. Following World War I, the US military believed America's roads needed dramatic improvement. That was exactly what President Dwight D. Eisenhower did when he initiated construction of the interstate highway system, which eventually consumed thousands of tons of concrete and more than a billion tons of sand and gravel. In an era in which everyone wanted a car, good paved roads proved crucial. By the middle of the 1950s, more than 50% of American families owned cars. Sand's use in making glass shaped modern life. Glass makes it possible to see things it would otherwise be impossible to see. Glasses, cameras, microscopes and telescopes and everything they bring with them all depend on glass lenses. The booming cities don't need sand only for concrete. They need it for glass. Today, rapidly expanding cities all over the world need sand for concrete and for glass. Sand is crucial for making computer chips and thus make 21st century life possible. Computer chips drive the internet and everything on it, and sand is the basic element. Fracking requires sand and has made America a top oil and gas producer. Fracking makes it possible to extract vast amounts of oil and gas from the areas of North Dakota, Texas, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. The development of horizontal drilling, which enables reaching even more oil and gas resources, drove a dramatic expansion of fracking. Since 2003, the amount of sand used for fracking has increased exponentially. Fracking uses more sand than concrete, glass, and silicon chips do. Fracking brings a variety of negative environmental effects, water resource pollution, earthquakes, and an increased risk of cancer and silicosis. Beaches around the world are disappearing. 
Everyone loves the beach with beautiful white sand, but the beaches around the world, from Southern California to Europe and Asia, are vanishing. On shorelines around the world, in countries rich and poor, armies of sand offers themselves up as tourist attractions. Coastal development and river dams drive the destruction of beaches. Sand mining in South Africa has decimated the flow of sand to the beaches in Durban. In Morocco, Algeria and Russian-occupied Crimea, smugglers illegally mine the beaches themselves. With seas rising as a result of climate change and beaches vanishing, coastal communities are increasingly at risk. Since natural processes no longer maintain many beaches, people turn to artificial beach replenishment, which has become an industry worth billions. Sand mine to build the beaches comes from another locations. People tend to think of beaches as part of the nature, but many beaches are engineered environments built for profit. The creation of artificial beaches can be damaging to the environment because artificial beaches affect ecosystems and habitats. Repairing beaches is unsustainable in the long run. Sand will simply run out. Sand islands in the sea are obliterating ecosystems. Austrian born Joseph is investing millions to turn a chain of artificial sand islands off the coast of Dubai in the Persian Gulf into luxurious holiday resorts. His project uses hundreds of millions of tons of sand from the bottom of the Persian Gulf. Similar projects are rising in China, Japan, Nigeria and California's Pacific coast. The bigger question is, can the planet handle the whole way of life Dubai both represents and embodies? Building new islands in the sea with sand destroys the environment. And in places like China, the creation of new offshore landmasses can raise dangerous geopolitical issues. On artificial islands in the South China Sea, China immediately began constructing military installations, air and naval bases that raise alarm in the international community. Sand mining wreaked havoc on the river and the lake. Humans need this much concrete and sand. because people are moving to cities everywhere in the world in africa the middle east latin america and asia cities are turning into mega cities cities and the infrastructure that goes along with them couldn't grow to the size or at the speed without the extensive use of concrete the sand of time are running out once people believed natural resources were limitless no one considered how humans might sustain their lives with their houses and malls laptops and cell phones when earth's population is 7 billion humans must now live life on more sustainable and durable foundations thank you namaskar main afina chirping birds mein aapka swagat karti hu aaj hum baat kar rahe hain environment yani पर्यावरण की इंसान ने अपनी सहूलत के लिए कई आविष्कार किए और उनसे अपने जीवन को बेहतर बनाया है और कई बार अपने स्वार्थ के लिए जाने अनजाने पर्यावरण को भी काफी नुकसान पहुंचाया है जिसका नतीजा ये हुआ है कि क्लाइमेट चेंज डिफॉरेस्टेशन पोल्यूशन जैसी प्रॉब्लम्स के बारे में हम आए दिन सुनते हैं It is exactly like the famous phrase you reap what you sow. So before it's too late it is better we rectify our mistakes. Now you must be wondering alone what you can do. 
so let me explain it to you with the help of a short poem what you can do when you see litter in the streets and the air smells of pollution when you feel like it's all piling up remember there is a solution there's something each one of us can do to keep the rivers clean to keep the fresh air we breathe and keep the forest green help clean a beach or recycle bottles and cans learn about the problem we face and help others understand it doesn't have to be a lot if we each just do our share so take out time on this environment day to show the earth that you care to badle hum tasveer jahan ki sundar sa ek drishya banaye sandesh hum ye sab tak phailaye aao paryavaran bachaye इसी के साथ आइए सुनते हैं हमारे स्कूल के नन्हे बच्चों को जिनके नाम हैं कियान दत्ता और आध्या सिंह और जानते हैं कि वो इन्वायरमेंट डे पर हमें क्या मैसेज देना चाहते हैं हेलो एवरीवन माय नेम इज कियान दत्ता आई स्टडी इन क्लास फर्स्ट ए टुडेस टॉपिक इज एनवायरमेंट एनवायरमेंट इज एवरीथिंग विच सराउंड that is our earth it is our duty to keep it neat and clean our earth is special there's only one it gives us water soil and sun people and animals share the land let's all lend a helping hand we can save water and plant a tree make a better home for you and me recycle things don't throw away come on friends let's save environment every day thank you have a nice day good morning i am ajay singh from class 3b with my views on environment the environment includes everything living and, and everything non living atmosphere means layer of air we polluted it with smoke hydrosphere means all the water on earth we polluted it with chemicals lithosphere means outer layer of earth we polluted it with plastic by so fair means all the life on the earth we polluted it with deforestation to save environment we need to check our activities thank you Namaskar I Shekhar Sharma along with my student Megha welcome you all in the last section of our podcast that is deliberations and today we are going to discuss about environment so Megha my first question to you is what kind of approach is required to fight the climate change fighting climate change will required both top down and bottom up activism 
वॉट कैन वी एज इंडिविजुअल पॉसिबली डू टू फाइट क्लाइमेट चेंज फेस्ड विद सच माइथन ओपोनेंट्स एज बिग ऑयल इट कैन वी लाइक एनी थिंग वी डू विल बी यूजलेस वॉट कैन वी अचीव बाई वेयरिंग अ साइन एट अ प्रोटेस्ट मार्च इट इज अंडरस्टैंडेबल वाई पीपल फील दीज डाउट्स आफ्टर ऑल इट्स नाउ पॉपुलर टू से दैट इंडिविजुअल कैनॉट फाइट अगेंस्ट क्लाइमेट चेंज बिकॉज इट इज द कॉपोरेशन हु आर रिस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर द वास्ट मेजोरिटी ऑफ द पॉपुलेशन दैट इज कॉजिंग इट हाउएवर दैट इज अ सिंपलिस्टिक वे ऑफ लुकिंग एट इट कॉपोरेशन टू आर मेड अप ऑफ इंडिविजुअल फर्दर मोर वी एज इंडिविजुअल सपोर्ट कॉपोरेशन एंड the way that they pollute when we buy their products fortunately individual action can also help to change the way that corporation behave for example in order to get google to confront sexual abuse allegation in the company approximately 20000 employees participated in strict action all around the world a week later google gave up and agreed to the protesters demand other companies such as facebook and ebay soon followed google and changed their policies too in case intense grassroots protest action was enough to sway the action of mighty corporations of course grassroots protest is not enough on its own to tackle so serious problem as climate change it need to be coupled with top down policy change like the implementation of a carbon tax and the provision of fund for research on global warming from the government these acts are not mutually exclusive for a case in point we we can look at the example of other social problem that seem completely unstoppable just a century ago polio in 1938 us president franklin roosevelt decided to tackle the problem by providing a lot of funding for research with that funding the brilliant scientist jones sekel was able to develop a vaccine before the vaccine could be implemented on the nationwide scale however it first needed to be tested in one of the largest ever medical trial 2 million people volunteered to test the vaccine thanks to this sample they discovered that it was safe and effective through this combination of structural support and the collective action of million of volunteers polio has been almost entirely eradicated fighting climate change will required extremely this kind of bottom up as well as top down activisms working in tandem so i also have one question for you so can you please tell me how does eating meat affect the environment so factory farmed poultry is both ethically and hygienically revolting on a factory farm chicken live in a coop stack 9 stories high with less than a square foot of living space per bird 
In such a cramped condition, the bird often go insane, pecking at each other constantly. To avoid this, the factory owner they slice off their beaks with a hot plate. This is equivalent to cutting off human finger, leaving the intelligent and inherently curious creatures without their primary exploration device. Slaughter adolescent birds endure pain and terror as a stunting and slaughter machines often botch the job, leaving them crying in pain till the end. Now let's talk about pig farming. So pigs are reared on a factory farm, suffer on multitude of levels. Perhaps the most stress-inducing is the way that pigs' so-called species-specific behavior are suppressed. Pigs naturally want to act like a pig, rooting around in mud, playing, building nests, and sleeping communally in a hay. When they are confined to crammed steel and concrete lined multi-lined factory farms, they can do none of these things and suffer greatly. The piglets themselves know suffering from the start. Their tail and needle teeth are removed within the 48 hours of their birth. Since at a factory farm, they would otherwise constantly bite each other out of frustration. Why? Because they are within the cage. Now let's talk about fishing. Fishing and fish farming constitute a war of extinction against all aquatic life. Modern industrial fishing method and fish farming share the same efficiency ethos as factory farms. Underwater farming forces salmon into such crowded condition and foul water that they bleed from their eyes, cannibalize each other and attract sea lice in such quantities that many fish faces are eaten to the bone and this phenomena is known as death crown. Now let's talk about the employees at these slaughterhouses. Well, they become brutal and sadistic. They are no real farmers. Low paying work in highly stressful and dehumanizing working condition can make them brutalize, making them sadistic toward the already suffering animals. On chicken farms, workers have been documented tearing the heads of birds breaking their bones, spitting tobacco juices in their eyes. In one of the video, one worker was skinning the pig while the animal was alive. Now let's talk about its environmental impact. Whether to eat meat or not is one of the most significant environmental choice you need to make. According to United Nations, livestock produce around 18% of global greenhouse gas emission and that is 40% more than the transportation sector. An omnivore contributes 7 times more greenhouse gases than a vegetarian does. Not only environmentally, but it has a direct threat to the human species. The most notorious pandemic occurred in 1918 when the Spanish flu wiped out some 50 to 100 million people. The virus was identified as avian influenza a disease transmitted from birds to the humans. Pigs, birds and humans are vulnerable to each other's flu viruses, which is why they are offered dangerous breeding ground for the virus to mutate. A pig infected with influenza virus from two different species could allow these separate diseases to combine into something new and deadly. 
where one might find pigs or chickens packed into cramped spaces in unsanitary conditions, bleeding from open sores and not being cared for when they need, considering that some 30-70% to 70% of farming pigs will have some sort of respiratory infection by slaughter. We are already in a global pandemic, which many scientists believe started from these kind of factory farm and it seems to be inevitable that the next global virus will originate in such kind of factory farm again. So Mekha, what do you think? What would be better for the environment? Is it plastic or paper? Most of us would probably guess that paper is better for the environment than plastic. But from the carbon dioxide equivalent standpoint, plastic actually beats paper. That does not mean plastic is good for the environment. On the contrary, plastic debris can linger in the environment for centuries and harm animals in the process. But as far as CO2e emission go, plastic is marginally better since it does not rot and create methane emission like paper does. Consider from this angle, plastic supermarket bags are better for the environment than paper bags. One disposable plastic bag from a supermarket contributes around 10 grams CO2e. So, if you use 5 bags per week that add up to 2.5 kilograms a year, which is about the same carbon footprint as a single cheeseburger. Meanwhile, one paper bag made from recycled paper creates around 12 grams CO2e, while some of the Fancier, thicker and retail store bag can add up to 80 grams CO2e. So if you are forced to use paper bag, make sure you recycled it. And remember the best option is to always do your shopping with reusable tote bags. But shopping bags are not the only way that paper industry is leaving behind a huge carbon footprint. If you don't recycle the letter and catalogs you receive in the mail, each letter will add around 200 grams CO2e while the catalogs add 1600 grams. Over half of this footprint comes from post office procedures such as shorting and transportation while over a quarter comes from the paper itself. Junk mail is the biggest offender of the paper industry, so opt out if you can. Meanwhile, the average paperback book will add around 1 kilogram of CO2e. You may think this is a lot, but when you consider the fact that reading keeps you from doing other carbon-intensive activities like driving and shopping, it actually has far-reaching benefits. If you are using paper products, the one thing you have to do is recycle them which will keep the paper away from a landfill where it will rot and emit methane. It's also best to buy recycled paper since the manufacturing of new paper take about twice the energy of recycling thereby doubling the paper carbon footprint. So can we achieve zero emission of harmful gases? 
Well, to bring our planet back from the brink of disaster, we need to get the greenhouse gases emission to zero. We are currently pumping around 51 billion tons of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere every year. And while efforts are underway to improve the situation, this number isn't going down. In fact, it is only getting bigger. So what should we do? Well, to start, we need to understand what greenhouse gases are and how they work. There are many different greenhouse gases, including carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide. Some are more harmful than others, but carbon dioxide alone accounts for more than 70% of yearly emission. So to keep the number simple, the collective term greenhouse gases also goes by the most scientific name that is carbon dioxide, and which is 51 billion tons we are dealing with. We can break down climate crisis contributor into five categories, and that is steel and plastic, which account for 31% of total 51 billion tons of emissions. Electricity accounts for 27%. Growing things like plants and animals for food accounts for 19%. Getting around beat in cars, planes, or cargo ships account for 16%. And finally, keeping warm and cool with regard to both ourselves and our things account for 7%. So let's start with the electricity. Right now, two-thirds of the world's electricity is supplied by the fossil fuels. Getting this ratio down to the zero will naturally have a major impact on how we make things, grow things, get around and so on. Things like factories, agriculture and cars will all require clean electricity to function. We have shifted to the wind and solar energy but that accounts for only 7% of the world electricity till now. But this can increase in the future. But there is one problem and that is wind and solar energies are not constant. Obviously, these energy sources fluctuate depending on how much sun and wind are available at a given time. So we are left with the issue that what to do with the excess energy at some points and a lack of energies at others. Now let's talk about steel, concrete and plastic. They account for about a third of the world's 51 billion tons of greenhouse gas emissions. Between 2000 and 2016 only, China has used more concrete than the USA did in the entire 20th century. And since concrete production uses fossil fuel, so it leads to huge carbon emissions. And as far as the steel is concerned, it generates 1.8 tons of carbon dioxide per ton. Now let's talk about plastic, which may have the worst reputation may actually come with the silver lining in the future. All plastics contain carbon. In fact, they are a great place to store carbon. Half of the carbon created when making plastic goes into the plastic itself. And plastic is notoriously bad at decomposing, which means that carbon will not be able to go anywhere for a long time. Now let's talk about food industry. It contributes 19% of annual 51 billion tons of greenhouse gases emission. Do you know when food gets rotten, it produces methane? and we throw away lots of food every year. The equivalent of 3.3 billion tons of carbon dioxide, to be exact. And as far as the fertilizers are concerned, they produce 1.3 billion tons of greenhouse gases emissions every year. According to Food and Agricultural Organization, meat and dairy specifically accounts for 14.5 of global greenhouse gas emissions. Now let's talk about transportation. It accounts for 16% of greenhouse gases emission annually. In this area, humanity has made some headway. Consider public transportation in Shenzhen, China. All the city's 16,000 buses have been electrified. 
but we need to be careful that we are not making that electricity from the fossil fuels now let's talk about air conditioners and heaters as people around the world are becoming wealthier they are traveling more buying more food and live in the homes which are equipped with air conditioners and heaters right now worldwide there are 1.6 billion air conditioners in use and most of these are in the rich countries not in the hottest places in the world and by 2050 that number is going to be increased by 5 billions and these are contributing 7% of total 51 billion tons of greenhouse gas emissions so how are we going to reach to the zero carbon emission that is a big question well everyone from the individual level to the national level to the international level all will have to play their part it has been estimated that governments at international level will have to spend 1.8 trillion dollars to prevent the environmental disaster but it has always been estimated that it will yield 7 trillion dollars in return and the safety of humans on the top